0: are listening to this is oklahoma hosted by mike hearn telling stories of oklahomans and those that have made it their home
1: what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of this is oklahoma mike hearn here your host back with another episode another artist episode today um luckily i've been invited into chris cannelly's home to record a podcast to tell um gonna tell many of his artistic stories uh you know you'll you'll probably if you don't know the name you'll definitely would have seen his work most famously i think in oklahoma city is the, you know the bricktown um alleyway walk driveway what, what would you call yeah. that what's what an is underpass it? underpass there yeah. we go bricktown yeah underpass. bricktown underpass yeah with all that colorful stuff that you walk through to go to a thunder game this is the man that's done it all um and i watched that video on the website. Yeah. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Thanks, like, yeah. what was it? A thousand cans and like Two, 20, thousand, two thousand. cans. Two thousand cans. Twenty-five uh, days. Something Twenty-five like that.
0: days. Yeah. It yeah. Was, uh It was an undertaking for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And if everyone listening wants to go and watch that video, it's on uh, Chris's website, com, uh, and just kind of see the video and how the process of how you did it is really cool. Like, just drawing it and, you know, just kind of like, I think in the video you explain... Um, you know, just kind of, I draw what's in my head and just let it go. And, and the passages are really cool, you know, and I, yeah. I, I didn't even notice those from one, you know, the little pillars, you can see there's like a door in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So doors that was kind of cool.
0: Doors, yeah. yeah.
1: How did that whole kind of project come about?
0: Uh, well, that was um, a project with DOKC, the Downtown Oklahoma City mm-hmm. uh, Partnerships. Um, they're a nonprofit that runs the bid for Oklahoma City uh, downtown area. They manage like nine different districts, um, and they have various public art uh, projects that they uh, put out call for entries for. Um, And for that particular one, I just had this idea that I noticed that they had been painting some of the bridges, and actually I I proposed um, kind of my iconic abstract uh, mosaic style Mm -hmm. for another wall, and they said, well, what do you think about tackling the bridge with that style? Yeah. And I said, yeah, I love it. I mean, that's a, yeah an opportunity as an artist, as a muralist. I mean, you can't really pass up. You can't say no to if you're wanting to like really progress, because mm-hmm. it's such a unique canvas um, that if you can tackle that and achieve something great, I think that anyone can look at you and go, well, look, they, <laughs> he tackled this ten thousand square foot underpass yeah. and painted every square inch of it. So I'm sure you can handle pretty much anything after right, that. Right, definitely, yeah. yeah. Was
1: that like the biggest piece you've done to date?
0: Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. I mean, 2000, I, I quit really calculating after around 10,000. Uh-huh. I mean, I tried to calculate every facade inside of the pillar, the underside of the pillar, yeah. and then there's like 100, there's over 100 pillars, so yeah. you get into like a lot of math. And it's uh, it was from what I can I deduct. I think it was a little yeah. bit over 10,000 square feet.
1: Yeah. And like for a place that gets so much foot traffic, you know, because there's, there's, there's been murals done around there for, you know, they're, they're really old ones, aren't they? They're like kind of mm-hmm. tell a story and they're kind of old and no one really, everyone drives by them and they just kind of blend into the wall. And mm-hmm. then you do what you've done to it and like it really pops. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, really cool to see.
0: Yeah. A lot of the murals that are around there, are, um, uh, some of them are done by Bob Palmer, mm-hmm. which is one of our, Um, oldest muralist here in town Um, he's I mean he's painted probably over a thousand murals throughout this region yeah so he's got work in Texas Oklahoma Kansas Um, you'll be hard-pressed to find or to not find uh, a mural in a small town uh, in rural Oklahoma if you see like you know your classic iconic uh, prairie field with a buffalo or a bison <laughs> in it. It's yeah. more than likely a Bob Palmer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that name. Yeah. So I'm going to have to definitely look that up because, yeah, uh, you know, is that kind of someone that's like in the Oklahoma scene, like is like the OG a bit?
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to pay respect to the people that came before you for yeah. sure. I think a lot of the modern day muralists and the old school muralists kind of butt heads sometimes and you know, mm-hmm. it's expected. Because we're all sick and tired of cowboys and Indians. Yeah. And they went. They probably went painting with spray cans back then, right. were they? Yeah. So we're wanting to push the boundaries. We're wanting to do new stuff and kind of like redefine what Oklahoma is mm-hmm. and its public landscape. And, um, you know, you have a lot of, uh, maybe some sentiment, um, from the older, uh, muralist or something yeah. that can't paint in that style so there might be a little bit of jealousy or something like that i don't yeah. i don't really know i'm just yeah let's well, change isn't then yeah. people <laughs> like change and stuff but i hear things and i'm like eh, you
1: know yeah whatever <laughs> like i i, I yeah. paint pretty colors it's fine right. <laughs> you know? yeah. um so go back where where were you born were you always kind of oklahoma based
0: yeah i was born and raised here in oklahoma city um my mm-hmm. family uh from what i can tell has been here since um the turn of the century so late mm-hmm. 1800s uh, into the uh, early 1900s my great great grandfather had a farmhouse which is now on uh, McKinley and First okay so that was farmland yeah. at that when he built that and then my great grandfather um, turned it into an art gallery in 1919 yeah and then my grandfather inherited that art gallery in the 60s and then ran that until he passed away about 10 years ago okay Um, but that is my mom's side of the family my dad's side were Irish uh, immigrants um, migrated here through Nebraska and then came down Mm -hmm. through the north part of Oklahoma and um, actually there were uh, there was um, my great-grandfather on my dad's side was one of like 10 boys. Yeah. So the Canally name exploded like wildfire, wildfire <laughs> throughout Oklahoma. And we ended up with like Canale construction and, and Canale grocery stores and yeah. all these other businesses. So everyone always recognizes my name. They're like, Oh yeah. yeah I no know Canale some way. Yeah. I'm like, there's a lot of us, but it's a really unique name. Mm-hmm. So like every one of us are related. Yeah. So there's, Yeah so that's that's pretty another yeah because i
1: i uh, i worked a little bit being in like i came to the states to play golf i worked a little bit at oklahoma city golf country club and there's a couple of canales there that mm-hmm. play golf and that's first what came to mind i think it's um i want to say i think it's a, a lady named chris i actually think it's a chris chris i think maybe yeah um but that's kind of what came to mind i was like oh maybe they're related um yeah but so
0: we are related we're just yeah. like distant cousins yeah yeah <laughs> so
1: art has always been in the family then
0: yeah uh and my father uh is a graphic de- well he's retired now so he was a graphic designer and illustrator mm-hmm. um just all around creative guy he's more i mean just like this engineer cr- like creator um thinker uh, inventor guy. yeah so um i grew up with like on saturdays and sundays my dad would be in the garage playing with something you know and i'd be watching him like fix a car or you know build a bike or or you know learn how to airbrush i remember he got an airbrush kit and taught me how to airbrush yeah so then i went on (laughs) this airbrush kick all of my work and fifth and sixth grade was all airbrush you know yeah so and and i was like really enamored with graffiti art and like pop culture. I mean, mm-hmm. just like any kid growing up in the eighties, you know? Um, so I was like, by the time I was six, seven years old, I was already tagging. I had like my <laughs> own tag name and everything. Yeah.
1: Do you still use the same tag?
0: No, no. Yeah. Uh, I was writing peanut okay. back then and it was P hyphen nut. Okay. <laughs> and I would do this like little peanut character, kind of like the um, the peanut man or whatever yeah. yeah yeah but he had a beanie on okay. instead of you know a uh, top hat um, but yeah and i just never really quit i mean i've always been fascinated with graffiti and mm-hmm. and like any type of like cryptic language you know cuz that's really what it is yeah. it's just abstract letters that Storytelling, you can't read. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's that was the big appeal when we were kids is that you know no one could read our writing Yeah, if we were to draw something out in our you know back then there were gang letters okay but in like graffiti style or whatever um the teachers couldn't read it yeah parents couldn't read it so so only you knew what it said yeah it's like something that we could own yeah
1: Yeah. and just kind of from growing up and going to school and stuff was it just i'm you know i'm always going to be it was was the idea from day one you know when you see dad and always doing creative stuff and being an engineer and fixing things and you having your own tag and was it just i'm gonna be in the art world that's just kind of set and go and never really think about anything else
0: you know ironically enough um no i, I never really growing up i never thought i would be an artist i mean even if you look at my senior year uh yearbook and mm-hmm. it says like what do you plan to do yeah I was into car racing. I was like into cars. Okay. And I was working at um, Jiffy Lube. Yeah. I had worked there for a couple of years as a as a kid growing up, and, like teenager in high school, and they had a racing team, and you know like uh, this like souped up Ford Falcon and yeah you know Mustangs and like all types of Ford Novas and <clears throat> um, or Chevy Novas. Chevy Novas yeah, yeah yeah um, and so. I was hell bent on racing. I was yeah. like, "That sounds cool." I'm, uh, you know, own my own Jiffy Lube or something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I went to college, and I was like, "Well, I am good at drawing." So my dad encouraged me to to go to some drawing courses and whatnot. So I went to um, OSU OKC. I took a drawing class there. To, well, was taking basics. Yeah. Because um, I didn't know which college I really wanted to go to. And so um, I was like, well, I might as well start. So I went to OSU OKC. And then um, I dropped out like within two months or a month and a half before mm-hmm. I could get or in time to where I could get a refund because uh, I hated the drawing class. And it was this very elderly woman. Structured. That was very, yeah. And so we were supposed to be doing like a still life And I grew up around still lifes, you know, like growing up in an art gallery Mm -hmm. that the clientele was primarily like aged 50 to 70. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's all it was, was just like old master paintings. Yeah. You know, uh, still life with, you know, peaches, still life with (laughs) fruit bowls, stuff
1: like that.
0: (laughs) Fruit bowls. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hated that stuff. I was very into, like, Keith Haring and and anything that was abstract, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, so I was, like, cranking out these, like, still lifes, but I would do them, like, really fast. And they would be, you know, like, I had some chops back then. And so I would almost, like, mimically or, like, in a sarcastic manner, like, draw it super well in one spot. And then the rest of it I would just, like, completely abstract. (laughs) And she gave me an F on one project. She said, Stick to the project. And I was like, What are you talking about? Yeah. Like right there, look at that petal or that yeah, that, that uh, specific spot flower is done in realism. Yeah. The rest of it um, and so I was arguing with her. Like, yeah. What you, you have no room for creativity in your drawing class. And she didn't like me, I didn't like her, so I dropped out. And um I traveled for like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, I worked at the gallery, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, and uh, I hopped in a VW bus with a bunch of friends and went on concert tours. Yeah.
1: Living the dream.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, living the dream. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like in this weird limbo that I wouldn't recommend anyone to do.
1: <laughs> not, you know? not today. You wouldn't You wouldn't ask your daughters no, to do the same no, thing. Especially
0: my daughter now. Yeah. Like, You're going straight to college. <laughs> Just get it over with. It's like, I want to go on a world tour with this yeah. band. No, absolutely not. <laughs> right, I've seen take right.
1: and it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, right. So, But yeah, born and raised here in Oklahoma City. Um, and then when I finally did buckle down, I ended up getting a two-year degree at um, OCCC mm-hmm. in graphic design. I had started doing some work with my father at his studio, just laying out business cards and making edits on brochures and yeah. stuff like that and then um uh he was like, "Why don't you just go get a two year degree that way people will take you seriously. You've already got the talent, yeah, you got the chops, you know the programs, yeah, just go get a two year degree so people will take take you seriously and think that you can now actually have a follow piece of paper that something. says you can yeah. follow rules <laughs> yeah. right." And then, and then go from there. And so that's what I did. And as soon as I was done, I was really fed up with Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. really fed up with Oklahoma in general, and uh, moved away to Portland, Oregon, which was, and still is, like a graphic design mecca of the United States. Okay. Really exploded out there. Yeah. Um, uh, the first year was kind of rough, but as soon as I started getting my portfolio indoors, I was at an agency within a year, and then worked my way up to a um, uh, photography art director, was doing a lot of uh, food photography um art directing photo shoots for well known restaurants and yeah I think my largest shoot directing was like with forty different models, you know, and I was up on like a ladder with like a a megaphone yelling action <laughs> <laughs> which was crazy, but you know as a it was a restaurant commercial so, yeah, yeah,
1: that's really cool just to you know go through that process but um I want to go back to the cars. Let's talk about cars. Yeah. Because I, I'm a huge fan of cars too. Yeah. Um, what was that scene like working? You know, in, what was that in the 80s?
0: No, 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 no. I'm not that old. Okay. Uh, that, until- that was 1994, 95. Okay. Um, in 93, 94, 95. I worked at Jiffy Lube. Yeah. I was. I started out as just one of the kids that like washed your windows. Yeah. Um, I was 16 years old. Um, I. I mean, this is. Uh, let's see, ninety two is when I turned sixteen. Okay. Uh, well, that was the my birthday is December thirtieth, so Uh it's like the last (laughs) second to last day of the year. So when I say ninety two it's like (laughs) yeah, yeah, one day of ninety two. Um but so back then I mean cars were huge, you know, it was like the era of uh, Doctor Dre the Chronic, Mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg, Easy E, NWA, Ice Cube, Hip Hop was exploding, you know, public enemy. Um, I mean, I grew up with you know hip hop through the '80s, um, and cars were really big. Yeah, know? everybody wanted to have a cool car, and and it was kind of like, now that I think about it, I mean anything you do can be a form of art. You yeah. Know? So if you're like dumping all of this energy and pinstriping your your vehicle or whatever, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like your own canvas. You know, you're like an artist, and so at that time, my car was always clean armorald, you know i did all like with my dad's help i like yeah. installed my own radio and changed out all the speakers and put in new headlights and you know all types of weird stuff to yeah. the car the modifications that you could do and so um my dad knew uh someone uh, had a friend that owned several jiffy loops and said that they were hiring mm-hmm. um So I went up there and applied, and I got a job. And then um, the pay was really well for, you know, for a kid, like, around that time. And then I worked up my way up. I got certified, and I was a certified lube technician. So then I could change oil and work underneath the cars and above the cars and stuff. Yeah. So it was a little bit of pay bump. Yeah. What car did you have at the time? Well, I had, um, (laughs) it was a Ford EXP. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a little, uh, it was, um, gosh, I think it was like a three-cylinder, 3.2, something like that. Yeah. It was a pretty weak little car, but it was kind of quick. You know, it was a hatchback. Yeah. Um, It was an extremely ugly car now that I think about (laughs) it. But, you know, we weren't, uh, my my mom's a nurse, my dad was a graphic designer, so we weren't, like, made of money. Yeah. Um, None of the... Big money, I guess, from, the, uh, from my grandfather's estate had not rolled in yet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, not to say that it really ever did, but- <laughs> Still uh, waiting on it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so we, my dad and I, uh, he matched me on what I could raise. And so we ended up spending like $2,500 on, yeah. on a little used yeah. on a car. What was, and you said
1: you're part of the race team. What was like the race culture at that time? Drag, a lot of back road drag racing stuff.
0: Yeah, they would go out to Thunder Valley, uh-huh. and uh, they would race. Uh, they had a couple of Jiffy Lube cars on their team. And, I mean, I was really, like, the swab deck yeah, kid, but you know, you're just, in the like, tearing up tires yeah. and stuff yeah. and, like, standing around. Um, but, yeah, it was super cool. I mean, I loved racing. I loved the adrenaline mm-hmm. that, you know, we would get out of it. And um, I tried to soup up my car as much as possible, oh, yeah. you know, added, like... Um, air filters that oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. anything, anything, possible. anything yeah. you could do. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. I think it was the, um, you know, the, just the rush that you got mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's hard to explain that to people who just don't understand cars or understand. Like you said, it's it's art, isn't it? It's your canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been to the car shows in town, and, and we're lucky to have a really good car culture in Oklahoma City. And just the variety and the things that people do, you know to their cars whether it's like the low riders that are, you know just chromed up or they have the gold you know spin and whatever it is like it's they're extremely proud of what they have done and what they drive yeah uh, and to go as far as the interior i mean it's just like i said it, there's so many things you mm-hmm. can do to a car to personalize it yeah um i and love uh, it
0: you know uh i ended up going to uh john marshall and the low rider culture was really strong there and um that I was always, like, sucked into. I mean, yeah. you know, an, a 64 chromed-out Impala is, like, that's the dream. That's oh, yeah. the dream car. Yeah. And still to this day, you know. And um, so, I yeah, I was just enamored. I mean, I think that whole scene, that whole, you know, it was, like, that's your expression. That's, like, your outlet for expression yeah. is your car. Yeah. And your style, you know. So And Do it was you, all, like, together, like,
1: Right. Like it's not just one thing is that you have the music that goes with it at that Mm -hmm. time and then just the whole culture and everything and all the good and the bad things that come with that as well with the gang stuff or whatever it is that revolved around, you know, sometimes you think how are these, how these people making so much money to pay for the cars that they've, you know.
0: I mean, I remember stepping out of my vehicle because uh, I had, it was, uh, it was gray black and red, mm. and I would wear gray, black, and red. Yeah. You know, I was that big of a dork. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, I am going to match everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just the fun. That's, yeah. That's fun to yeah. me. Yeah. Do you miss that scene? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still kind of uh, a snob when it comes to what car I have. Yeah. But right now I have a Toyota RAV4. Yeah, it's nothing special, but it is the sport edition. <laughs> so it's leather interior. it's Yeah, um, and it's got a, a V six in it. Yeah, it's fast as hell. Yeah, yeah. Before that, I had a BMW, which um, was a big mistake. <laughs> Not Usually. as reliable as you, as no. they 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 they're um, supposed to be. Uh, it was the uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the um, the model. Uh, three series, five series. Yeah, it's a three series um but uh yeah it in it was the SEV mm-hmm. like little okay crossover. Yeah, yeah um i loved it yeah but it uh it broke down all the time the yeah. computer went out on it and then
1: all right guys we're back technical difficulties <laughs> card full my apologies we're back i know we were talking about the car stuff saying that you know do you miss it a little bit and uh obviously as any car person would right you everyone yeah. misses it you know you kind of grow out of it you never grow out of it but things happen and you have to yeah you have other priorities don't you
0: right and I mean I need something that's really uh ideally I would have a truck yeah Um, because especially with the amount of paint and equipment that I'm hauling around to do large-scale murals nowadays yeah I really need something that's utilitarian but
1: But still, like something with a long bed that was probably slammed, old school truck would be... That'd be tight. That would be so... (laughs) There's some great ones done around town too. Yes. Um,
0: And I mean, that really is part of our culture here in Oklahoma. And I mean, there's what that uh, famous um, street racing Street Outlaws? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And apparently, Oklahoma is the place to come to Mm -hmm. like... We're known for our street racing here. Yeah. And really, I mean, that's what the guys at Jiffy Lube were doing. You know, they all had these souped up cars and they were all racing, you know, out on council yeah. know, on Saturday nights and stuff. Yeah. And then out at uh, Thunder Alley as Yeah, well, yeah.
1: It's... it's. Uh, I would love to have been back in that just to see that, you know, just to kind of middle of the night, you know, just, yeah. hey, well, you know, that you, I don't know how you would, you know, would gets around, hey, this is where we're meeting, middle of the night, mm-hmm. you know, like, no police around or whatever, this is what we're going to do. yeah. And just to kind of be around that scene would have been so awesome, even just for a night, right? Just to see that happen. And, you know, the older cars, the muscle cars that most of them, like now these in the street outlaws, these cars, they're, okay, it's a no prep race. They're racing on, you know, street roads. But at the same time, these guys aren't driving their car to the track or driving to where they drag racing. Like it's in a trailer. It's, you know, these are hundreds of thousands of dollars in these machines. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, like I drive this thing every day. And then I, you know, kick it over flick a few buttons and you mm-hmm. know four or five hundred horsepower back then was like a big deal yeah now you're talking yeah. you know two three thousand horsepower which right. is just scary yeah um but you know you like I said you went through that phase and, and you know we talked a little bit about you going through the work and and then getting a job or going through um you know the artistic stuff and mm-hmm. and getting a degree and, and going to portland was you mentioned it, you like photography and stuff. Was 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 photography always something as well that just went along with it? That out in Portland, you're like, oh, I have this as well that I do?
0: Yeah. Yeah? Um, I Well, I think that, you know, uh, photography is just um, a mechanism of capturing, you know, what you've created at that mm-hmm. very moment with certain objects. Yeah. And so it is very much like painting a canvas, you know? So I'm arranging these obje- objects in a certain way. I've got it already laid out. I know that the uh, headline's going to be in the top left. The logo's going to be in the bottom right. Mm-hmm. So I need to, like, leave a little bit of negative space here and negative space there. I used to actually just completely overlay the shot that we just t- took into the ad so that I would, like, continue to refine and yeah. place things and stuff. But... Um, yeah, I mean, photography for me has always been kind of at the like at the forefront, or just behind like drawing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, my father had a whole imaging unit in his uh, office, so he would actually be able to take photos in a black room or a dark room um, right there to be able to um, send off to the uh, newspaper, or, yeah. or magazine, wherever he's going to publish his ad. Um, so that was pretty cool I kind of learned a little bit about photography back then old school um, film and yeah, stuff like that yeah um, and then when I got into graffiti um, documenting was is really important uh, which is I think it's the only um, criminal undertaking that you want to continue to document <laughs> yeah I like I have
1: all I this guess, evidence of me yeah, tagging buildings serial
0: killers keep <laughs> <laughs> evidence of stuff but uh, you know, especially with graffiti. I mean, it's, it's artwork. So, you, you know, you, yeah. you, you put a lot of hard work and effort into, you know, maybe painting a train mm-hmm. and you don't want to, that to go unnoticed. You want to be able to show your friends that you did it, you know, Yeah. flicks or it didn't happen type thing. Yeah. Um, so always had a camera with me. I've, I've got, you know, several just like old vintage cameras or, just even disposable cameras, you know, mm-hmm. if we go out to the train yard, we'd take a disposable camera yeah. or a nice camera or whatever. Um, so, and then, you know, when you would get some of that stuff developed, you'd be like, oh, I took this really neat photo of this angle. Yeah, Look at all these shapes or the colors or whatever. And so, I mean, you know, and not being naive that, um, photography is an art form as well Mm -hmm. it's always been there yeah
1: yeah was so during this time you're in portland obviously you're working a lot you're 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 an agency i assume you're doing commissioned work you know the whole time and then you know is that kind of how you're building the style that you have now that people Mm -hmm. see day in day out especially at the brick town like kind of what you're known for
0: yeah that style is actually fairly new okay um kind of had like a breakthrough moment where I was um, doodling uh, with my kiddo. Yeah. Um, I bought her a book that's like 50 ways to paint a painting. And it has all these different approaches and artistic techniques and stuff. And um, uh, one of them really stuck out to me and we were just playing around with it. And it was like, Kind of like a Matisse style, where you mm-hmm. cut out shapes and then you rearrange the shapes on the painting, and then you trace those shapes, and then yeah. you fill in the holes that they create, or you, or you uh, subtract or add or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that led to like, you know, this this piece that I did, and I was like kind of enamored with it. It was unique, mm-hmm. you know, um, as far as like not really anyone regionally doing that type right. of stuff. Right. I had
1: never seen that before. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so um, I just kind of kept playing with it, and that's kind of where it kind of exploded out of. Yeah. And uh, I got um, a gig in Norman, um, and they wanted me to come up and paint a mural during um, some, like, truck, food truck Mm -hmm. festival-type bands and stuff, outdoor event, and uh, I was kind of frustrated. It was cold and windy. (laughs) And I was like, well, I'm going to experiment. You know, these people are going to get yeah. whatever whatever I experiment is going to be what they get. You know, it's kind of a pro bono type thing. And um, so I I took a whack at doing that style with spray paint. And it really, it really panned out really well. Yeah. And I got a lot of positive feedback on that. And then people were, kept asking me to do that style. And, and so here we are.
1: Yeah. When was that?
0: Uh, that was in... Let's see, that was probably 2000, I'd say, like, 17. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I did the bridge in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been 2016, but I know that, you know, that that style, I progressed it, like, really fast. I mean, I just kept hammering at it. Yeah. And kept, like, pushing it and stuff. And then ended up doing another large-scale piece in that style in Edmonton, Canada. Yeah, yeah. At the Rust Magic. Okay. Uh, mural Festival. Um, Shout-outs to all of our Canadians yeah. out there. How did that come about? Um, actually, uh, that came about through a buddy named Wayne, uh, uh, which is in the crew COD. Uh, Wayne won from New York City.
2: Okay.
0: He's uh, kind of like the godfather of graffiti out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we met at the Welling Court Mural Festival in Queens, I used to go out there a couple of years in a row and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're painting murals and graffiti and met Wayne. He's been one of my idols since I was a kid, you know, yeah. learning about graffiti. I mean, Wayne was not necessarily the first wave of graffiti artists or subway writers, mm-hmm. um, but definitely the second wave of subway writers. When I say writer, as in like yeah. graffiti writer, yeah. you know, like as in W-R-I-T-E. Yeah. Write on things, you know. Not not Ryder. Yeah. R I D E (laughs) R. Yeah. Yeah. So I met Wayne and we hit it off, and I was very thankful to meet Wayne. He's still one of my really close friends today. Mm. We talk a lot. And um, he was like, wow, you're doing graffiti in Oklahoma. Yeah. And he's like, what's that like? And usually, I mean, for my entire life, Oklahoma, I've, I've traveled a lot and I will say I'm from Oklahoma and yeah. I'll get just joke after joke, you know, like, Oh, graffiti you are riding on, yeah. on your horse?
1: Graffiti is like such a, like an urban, like city kind of like right. thing, isn't it?
0: And especially with graffiti, yeah. you know, um, which ironically enough, some of the greatest like graffiti artists nowadays mm-hmm. started out in the rural, most rural areas, yeah. you know, I mean. So it, it's kind of whatever. Yeah. But I met Wayne, and he was like, wow, what, what's doing graffiti in Oklahoma City like? And he's like, man, it must be really hard. He's like, I commend you. He's like, you know, here in New York, it's a graffiti playground. Yeah. You can do it everywhere. You know, it's like the streets are crushed. You don't stand out, you yeah. know. So it's like you're just adding to a layer that's been there and been there for decades. hmm Whereas here, you're, like, punching through a wall. And yeah, you're the
1: trailblazer yeah, in you. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, um, you know, you stick out like a sore thumb because there's not a lot of it. Yeah. And so you have to be very strategic and you have to be very cautious, you know, if you want to continue to do it. Um, and so he that I had never really heard anyone kind of say that. Mm-hmm. And so he took me under his wing and introduced me to everyone. And everyone that he would introduce me to, he would kind of like say that. Yeah. He's doing graffiti in an area that's difficult to do. So he deserves way more respect that's than really all cool. these other guys. And I was just like enamored with that. Yeah. You know? It's just like finally someone like makes me feel <laughs> yeah good. Like you know? I'm mean, not
1: like a yob or something spraying someone's right, beautiful, like a yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. Um, we hit it off, and he was doing the Rust Magic Mural Festival, and recommended me, and mm-hmm. showed my work to the people, and they liked it, and he put me on. Yeah. So the coach put me in. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: Has has it been? Has that led to like other places to travel? To you know, I know you travel a lot, but work specifically travel, obviously, is the best kind of travel because yeah. you're getting paid to be there. Right. Um Has that kind of led to a lot more?
0: Uh, yeah. You know, shortly. After uh, going up to New York for kind of like five years in a row, mm. um, I wanted to bring that back to Oklahoma City, and I was kind of frustrated that nothing like that existed here. Okay, I mean we had like permission graffiti spots, yeah, uh, but they were being taken away from the city because we didn't have a permit. Gotcha. We were doing them in historic alleys, you know, when we were in like Automobile Alley. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's I, that
2: big
1: Thunder Up one you have that was next to the Maples before they had an actual spot, wouldn't it? It was like the tra- right. trailer of Maples, kind of like close to Elk Valley.
0: Yeah, so that's the, uh, yeah, Thunder Pride. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Um, that's over off like 11th and Hudson. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, now Maples parks their yeah. uh, their trailer right in front of it, which yeah. is so frustrating. But, um, yeah, you know, we had spots that, We could paint in, the building owners gave us permission, but then the city would come along and and take them away and say, you know, you you need a permit, um, which in hindsight now, you know, here we are like eight years later um, and we started, it never really set right. It never felt right Mm -hmm. that I needed a permit. To express myself on my own private property.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense at Right. All.
0: it's a constitutional right yeah. to express yourself. Freedom of speech, especially on your own private property. Yeah, you property.
1: can paint whatever you want, right. you know, unless yeah. you have a HOA dealing with it, right? Right. Which you must. Uh, and you know.
0: unfortunately, like, you can even have hate speech on yeah. know, signs that you put out in your front yard. Yeah. Um, that's the ugly side of freedom of speech. Um, but the fact that I need a permit when... Uh, the, you know, I've got permission from the building owner. And, yeah. the, and then even more so, like, you know, you've got uh, six, seven years ago, you know, they would come and they would just paint over the, the property owner's building yeah. because they had graffiti on it. And the property owner would be like, well, it's not technically graffiti because I gave these kids permission. Right. You know, it's like they, they, they had permission to paint this. Yeah. And the city would say, well, you don't have a permit. And then they would repaint it. Without even asking.
2: Uh, that, that would
1: drive me up the wall. I'd so, lose my mind over that.
0: You know, and, and then going out to Queens yeah. and out to New York, Brooklyn, Bushwick, and just seeing it celebrated. Do what you want. Celebrated, yeah. you know? And uh, whole blocks, you know, blocks next to another block, next to another block, mm-hmm. you know, like three, four, five city blocks all in an area completely dedicated to street art. Yeah. And well, in Court, really, I mean, um, it, it was just a really, really cool experience. Um, so we wanted to bring that back to Oklahoma City. That's why we started up Plaza Walls. Okay. So.
1: What's that place in Austin that's like that as well? Isn't it like a place yeah, in Austin? Yeah, so that's, uh,
0: that was Castle Hill. Okay, um, yeah. Or the Hope Gallery, as it's just it a later giant, became known. Yeah. And now they're, <laughs> it's so crazy how times change because they've shut down that area. Yeah. Um, and they are building a graffiti park in Austin where, um, like much more structured, which I'm kind of like, I love it, but I, and I hate it at the same yeah. time, you know? Cause, Cause it's not
1: supposed to be structured, right? You're like, <laughs> right. can I do because what you want? Yeah. A,
0: there's a certain amount of like anarchy to it that yeah. needs to exist. But, you know, like I, I believe that like, here's this area, kids or adults. <laughs> yeah. This is where you can paint, you know? Yeah um and then you know for whatever reason they're gonna have a it's the build out is amazing it looks to be a multi-million dollar yeah uh, graffiti park
1: yeah so when you came back and you started plaza walls yeah. um obviously you're a big part of that and i've mm-hmm. done a lot of work there was that kind of well i assume that was well received in the plaza district because it's kind of like the forward thinking we're going to yeah. push the boat out we're always going to do things and change things.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I th- the city was like prime waiting for it. Yeah. You know, it was perfect timing. Uh, we had had a couple spots pop up. We knew how popular they were. We would see, you know, people over in automobile alley when the, um, when Sam Fredrickson was doing the uh, Uptown United mm-hmm. gallery spot. Um, they let us paint their building over and over we were out there you know almost every other weekend uh repainting the walls and we would see just like lines of people you know parents with newborn babies and cheerleaders squads and you know prom photos all cramming into this little alley to take photos in front of this graffiti and we're like the public loves it so why don't we put it out on the streets yeah like let's get it out of the alleys and let's get it on these walls like public viewing walls Um, So we knew that it was, you know, going to be received well. Um, And it just took the right coordination between property owners and the city. And when we um, found the Plaza Walls Alley or kind of like the idea Mm -hmm. really kicked into high gear, we didn't want it to be taken away. So we went through all the proper channels. We met with uh, the arts liaison of our city, uh, Robbie Kinzel, who thankfully mentored us and helped us get that project up and running. So yeah. big thanks to her and, and the Arts Commission of Oklahoma City. Yeah. They gave us a one-year pilot program. Uh, basically, we they had never I- encountered anything like this before. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, the big difference with the Plaza Walls uh, project is that um, we rotate out the murals, so we don't yeah. go back to the Arts Commission to show them every time we want to repaint it. Um, because we want to be uh, spontaneous, spontaneous, we want to um, encourage creativity, freedom of expression. Um, So we presented a list of guidelines to adhere to, which are just pretty much any, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're a public artist, uh, (laughs) if you want to continue to be a public artist, you're not going to be painting anything profane, you know, or graphic in nature, um, you know, Drug use, culture, and that type of stuff. Right. You know, just keep it at, on a minimum. You know. Yeah. So, uh, so we presented the guidelines. Um, they said yes, and so basically we have curatorial control over our project. And the way that it's kind of viewed is that it's a a mural that never, it just continues to evolve. Right. So it's never finished. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you know the murals sit idle for. Uh, right now, they sit idle anywhere from six to 12 months. Um, but uh, that's kind of the nature yeah. of the project.
1: Yeah. yeah, and there's always been, you know, there's been people. And I remember there was, there was, um, I remember seeing one. It was of a, a big guy who'd passed. Uh, and uh, it was yeah. just. Um, Ezra Little. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That was a really cool one. Yeah. And the then, whole community came yeah, out for that one. Yeah, that was a really cool one. And then I want to say there was a couple of indian maybe family or brothers or something that was on the wall the faces it's more yeah you know, it's not just graffiti right yeah, it's Wheeler. like a yeah, yeah really? faces and a, stuff like that yeah. and it's really cool to see because it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's not just like you know graffiti or drawing mm-hmm. like there's clearly a story and a meaning behind everything that goes on that
0: wall yeah
1: um, yeah and I, it's nice to see like the change that oklahoma city has had right since mm-hmm. you were here and you know whereas going and round and running around tagging things and now it's like oh we can actually do this yeah um and it, it makes me think of just uh wayne's building uh yeah. you know this oh, giant yeah, yeah this they, giant building that everyone wants yeah. to take photos in front of um right. And then back to like Sam Anderson's book, you know, when he's running around with Wayne, like painting, running around with paint cans with holes in, like painting yeah. the painting the, the streets or whatever. Yes, I um, remember
0: when they did that through the Plaza District. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: We've come a very long way. Yeah, um, which you know, for you, it's great, right? You don't have to worry about people painting over the stuff that you've done, mm-hmm. um, even when you've had permission to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to see, you know, it's it brings a lot of color to the city. Yeah, um, and it brings a lot of artists out of this shall too.
0: Right. And then also it adds uh, such a profound amount of culture to our city um that I think was lacking mm-hmm. completely. Oh but, yeah, I agree. Uh yeah, you know, I worked uh, at Staple Gun uh an advertising agency here in town. I would say at their at their prime, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best in the state. Um we worked with uh, the Oklahoma Department of uh, Commerce and their campaign to recruit businesses to relocate here to Oklahoma city to yeah. create, uh, warehouses and manufacturing and plants. And, you know, let's get some big, some big tech firms or whatever yeah. to move into Oklahoma city. And so we were out there trying to recruit like, uh, you know, Boeing, like Amazon big, all the rest right, of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, we did a lot of research, you know, why, what, um, what are the catalysts that, you know, uh, Get a company to to relocate to a certain city. The number one thing, it wasn't real estate prices, it wasn't um, cheap electricity. All of those things were factors. The number one factor, though, was culture. People want to know that they're going to love the city that they live in and then it has some culture. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, that was one thing that we were lacking on. So instead of like us spending, we would sit there and we would spend millions of dollars on ad campaigns. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, let's spend millions of dollars on our culture here yeah. in Oklahoma City and let it recruit itself. Let us do it, let it do mm-hmm. what it will do. Yeah. You know, let's invest in all of the culture, all of the arts and culture here in Oklahoma. And it will naturally bring people here. And look at Plaza Walls. It's become one of the top tourist destinations of the city. Yeah. We have artists coming in from Malaysia, Puerto Rico la houston new york chicago kansas city i mean from all over and also mingling with our local artists so our local artists get to experience new things yeah um and you know those artists i mean we i see the city bring in uh travel bloggers that have hundreds of thousands of
1: uh, yeah visit okc does that a lot yeah
0: yeah and they have a hundred you know uh tons of followers on instagram and that's great, and those people are awesome. I yeah. I love uh, a couple of them, uh, are Camels and Chocolate, uh, in particular. I love what they do, um, you know. And, and but at the same time, we have these artists that come in, yeah. and they have just about the same amount of uh, influence or, mm-hmm. uh, influence on Instagram and same amount of followers. Yet we're not. You know, funding any of that. I mean, we are as as our nonprofit as a community, yeah, yeah. And you know, we have corporations that are helping us out. Um, But it's same thing again. We're kind of like we're focusing on the exterior, Mm -hmm. and we're not really pumping a lot of. Has that been really hard to
1: get across? Like from like your artistic kind of community and the group that you have together to get to the bigger paper-pushing organizations that, that make all the decisions? Is that kind of constant battle, or is it just getting easier and easier now?
0: Um, I would say that it is getting easier because people are realizing, yeah, you know. And there are some key individuals that have been uh, very important for us to, or uh, very um, influential in, in getting things done around here. Um, but, I mean, if you just look at our list of sponsors, yeah. that'll tell you. You know, I mean, our main sponsors for the last two, three years have been Google and Monster Energy Drink. Yeah. And none, n- neither one of those corporations, I mean, Google has headquarters here. Mon- right. Monster has some headquarters here. Yeah. But, you know, our contacts are, uh, well, our Google contact is here. But, you know, we know that Google's an right. Oklahoma corporation. Right. Neither is Monster Energy. You know, our main contact for Monster is out in L.A.
1: Yeah. I didn't and know Monster mon- was here. I know Google is. It's in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, Monster like, has
0: like satellite offices all over you, right? Okay. But Monster's, their headquarters is in LA, and yeah, that's who you yeah, yeah. talk to. Yeah. And so that tells you right there who's funding these culturally significant projects here in Oklahoma City. It's yeah. not, I mean, yeah, we, we have Oklahoma City corporations, Paycom, uh, TFCU, those people are, mm-hmm. are helping us out. They're doing good, but no one's stepping up for to that $10,000 spot, that $20,000 spot, you know? Yeah. And I, I kind of, I'm just really confused. I mean, yeah, because I know, I know, we have the money here. Oh, 100 percent. We have. It's a very wealthy city.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just finding the right people, or it, it might take a few more years for the people who are in those decisions sure. to age out and kind of bring new people yeah. in, and that's kind of how it changes, isn't it? But the good thing is, it's moving in the right direction, isn't yeah. it? Um,
0: but my main point is that even if our say our annual operating budget for plaza walls is $50,000 a year. Yeah. The cultural impact that it has is invaluable. Oh yeah. Because now you've got corporations that might be thinking about moving here and they come visit and they go experience all this amazing public art. Mm -hmm. It gives you this like idea of like, okay, Oklahoma city's moving forward. Right. Like they're bringing people in, they're repainting their walls, they're exploding with creativity that creativity perpetuates tech mm-hmm. uh, ingenuity um, inventions. I mean, people go there to get expire, uh, yeah. inspired. I mean, it to me, it's just a no brainer, right?
1: You know, it's like you're banging, you know, like banging your head against the wall. It's like it's already here. We we have got examples yeah. that prove all this. Why haven't why hasn't it been done yet? Right? Yeah. Um, do you think? I think with because you recently did, was it Edmunds Rail Yard? Yeah. So yeah, that's Railroad. another thing that's great, yeah. right? Is that you like, and I know um Blue Garden done a kind of same thing too with murals all around, and right. and the parlor did. I think Dusty did the one in the yeah. parlor, which is really cool. We're obviously moving in the right direction, right? But like you said, it's it takes the owners of these new businesses that they're developing to see what's happening and throw it in. Okay, we're definitely going to have something here, and. That's probably a great thing to see, you know, because mm-hmm. the Edmund Rail Yard, that's a huge piece, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty big too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, around 2,500 square feet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, uh,
1: and like I said, the, the style that you have, and I don't think, you know, art, art, art is such a great thing that art is art, right? It doesn't matter, like, if someone doesn't like it, like, someone is going to like it, and that's how yeah. you express yourself. That's how you tell your story, and that's how artists separate themselves from what they do. Um, the good thing is like, it's better than a blank wall, right? Right,
2: uh, yeah. Because nothing it.
0: about a blank wall inspires you. Right. And that's the great thing about public art is that, he, I mean, I, I say this all the time, I mean, it becomes a part of our lives yeah. forever. Yeah. Because we go, we take a photo in front of it, we take that photo, let's say it's a newborn baby or engagement photo, and you frame that and you put it up on your wall and you live with that photo for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you look back on it, and what you remember is that that you took a photo in front of that for a reason mm-hmm. it's because that image those colors it made you feel good yeah definitely right and so if we didn't have that i mean imagine all of our engagement yeah. photos would just be a, a brick a backdrop,
1: wall backdrop yeah nothing and
0: sometimes that's that's great you know i love distressed you know vintage brick or something like that but it just creates a much more colorful vibrant world to yeah. live in
2: Yeah, I think a
1: great thing that Oklahoma City did was bring the OKC letters to the Wheeler District. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's, you know, I've seen that in many cities around. Amsterdam is a really cool one. Um, Yeah. You know, just, but it's something that's, you know, it's something so simple. Right. Right? But, like, it has a huge impact. Everyone everyone that comes to town that I know, friends of mine, like, oh, we have to go take a picture in front of the sign, you know? And Mm -hmm. then I think the Oklahoma Shirt Company, their building is painted they have a huge mural in front of their building that just says Oklahoma
0: Yeah, you know Um,
1: and like I said it it does great things for their own business too you know they bring in people want to take pictures in front of it Uh, Mm -hmm. like you said there's the one I think that's at Blue Garden says there's one at Blue Garden everyone takes a picture in front of I can't remember what it says but um, you know even the letters in front of Waffle uh, Waffle Champion or I love pizza in front of the halls Mm -hmm. you know there's all these things that People have noticed that, oh, this actually brings business. This helps my business too because yeah. people just want to take a picture in front of it. Right. They may come in to eat or may grab something. Yeah. So. And
0: I mean, we're creatures of habit. We're all based off of memory. So, uh-huh. like, if I go to a pizza shop and it was super funky and neat and cool and it made me, like, look around and, and you know, uh, maybe push me out of my comfort zone or something, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to be like, hey, I want to go back to that other spot where I have a unique experience. Mm-hmm something that I don't usually have when yeah. I go to, you know, just yeah. a regular pizza shop.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: true. So with everything moving in kind of slowly, moving in the right direction, but hopefully picking up soon, what's kind of like goal, not, I say goal, I hate using the word goal, but what's kind of like plan for next year, now coming up to 2020, and and I guess where are you trying to take what you have, and, and you know, what's kind of like your idea of yeah. next year?
0: Well. I definitely have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I would say probably a little too much. Yeah. Um, but until someone like steps up and, help, I mean, we have an amazing team with Plaza Walls and um, with Oklahoma Mural Syndicate. Uh, definitely, I mean, we've got Brandy Guthrie, who is also my girlfriend, but uh-huh. the vice president of the nonprofit. She's been there since day one, helped yeah. me start that up. Uh, Fee Win is our treasurer. Um, so we have a really good group and then we've got a great advisory board which consists of seven other people that are um you know movers and shakers here in oklahoma city Mm -hmm. um so we've got a good we've got a great group there they make all the magic happen with the plaza walls and oklahoma mural syndicate which is the nonprofit that we started up to fund Mm -hmm. uh plaza walls but now you know we realize like every district every town every city needs a plaza walls yeah so the Oklahoma mural syndicates, uh, mission is to create public art all the way throughout the state. So we, uh, we've been able to work with Miami, Oklahoma, uh, up in not Miami, but Miami, yeah. Northeast Oklahoma. Um, we've been able to, uh, help them out with almost 20 murals. Uh, so every year we throw the mural fest 66. So that okay. will be happening in next April. Um, We'll be painting new murals up there right off of Route 66. Yeah. And then we're talking with Claremore, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. on a mural project there. We've been able to help uh, Chisholm Creek up in Edmond. Yeah. Uh, we just painted, it's uh, kicked off a new mural project there. Then we have Plaza Walls, which, of course, We have the mural expo, um, which happens every year in September. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the milk crate jam, which is a lot of fun. It's kind of a little block party.
1: Yeah. It looked like a really cool event this year. A lot of skate skaters out there having a good time and throwing some,
0: well, we kicked off skate the plaza as well. Uh, and so that's a lot just in itself. And then on my own side, my own personal career, um, I, I, you know, really want to start focusing on large canvas work, um, uh, you know you have this like it, with doing large canvases you need a large area yeah so it can be a little challenging um and you know you need somewhere that's not necessarily outdoors you need a large space you need a warehouse. Yeah. yeah You need a warehouse <laughs> yeah that's dry so if anybody's listening has a warehouse that they want uh they can they can either donate some space or yeah. really cheap rent i'm into it how much space do you need um you know I would love 2,000 square feet mm-hmm. it'd be great yeah or even just a thousand square feet would be awesome um, but I've had a couple spots like that but they they fall through yeah, yeah super yeah. cold and the, you know heat heat doesn't working very well so you can't work there very well during right. the winter time and in the summer it's hot or you know cheap rent another renter offers more oh, of money, course yeah you know, some just, weed business yeah. comes in and says you know hey we're gonna pay <laughs> yeah. double
1: your rent so yeah
0: so um I do have the studio garage, um, which I can paint. I've painted some large canvas works in there, but mm-hmm. um, you know uh, what I'm really wanting to do is paint some of my large scale murals, but on canvas, okay, and so that you know it has a little bit more longevity of course to it, so right and just experimenting with some new styles that I've got kind of going on, I did the scissor tail park um, artwork, yeah for their uh, opening poster the grand opening I did uh, they commissioned me to do eight paintings and I really liked the style that I was doing there right um, it's very impressionistic and crude and well I, it's just simple yeah and but it yeah. pops like the colors yeah. that you
1: use are really like you know like yeah. they're really bright they' very like I said they're simple but they work don't they
0: right and it's amazing like being able to create let's just say you're doing a flower garden, and you just take, you know, a dab of blue and just kind of like stab the painting. And then you take a dab of pink and stab the painting. Yeah. You take a dab of yellow, stab the painting. And just keep doing that through the color of the rainbow. Next thing you know, you've got an impressionistic yeah. looking flower garden. And I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's knowing, um, well, it's like knowing what not to paint, you mm-hmm. know, keeping it very simple, knowing when not to uh, over- um, perfect it or, yeah
1: you know has that been hard to do sometimes as an artist you're like oh, it's done yet maybe but it's not like sure that's I like mean, the hardest thing to for artists right yeah
0: i've ruined hundreds of, <laughs> of canvas work because i i perfect it and then at the very end i'm like oh this is awful yeah and i just scrape over it you know yeah um yeah. I mean, I'll do that all the time. I'll take photos in progression or like, uh, throughout the series or painting the yeah. painting. And then I'll look back halfway through and say, Oh, that's when I should have stopped. So knowing when to stop is, is pretty important. Yeah. And like, Miles Davis said, it's not about the notes that you do play. It's about the notes that you don't play. Okay. And I've always been a, fu- a like really big fan of that. Yeah. that logic.
1: Yeah. So, and the good thing is like, no one else knows that but you. Yeah. right like everyone's gonna see it and be like you might see something and be like oh, it's, I don't know if it's done yet and and Matt kind of said Matt goes said the same thing too was like you know I don't know if it's done yet I'll see if it's done I'll see what, but I always ask them like if it's commissioned what do you think yeah you know and it, like if they love it then okay like yeah. You know, then that's the that's the end goal, especially if it's commissioned, right? Right. Unless it's a piece for yourself, and then that's more of like personal. I mean, mm-hmm. every piece is personal, but like same thing. You have different goals, don't you, for mm-hmm. for different pieces? But um, do you have a lot of um? Do you ever do a lot of like one-off commission stuff for people?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, with the new style, I can tell a story with it. Yeah. Um, so it's just basically a series of shapes, you know, like crammed together and, and, uh, sometimes overlapping and, um, but there's no outlines, uh, you know, so it kind of creates a unique look. Um, and it lends itself to being able to tell a story. So if you give me, you know, three buildings that you are icons of where you grew up, um, or, you know, your high school mascot or something like that. Um, cramming it together and, and yeah. making it look pretty and, and abstract and kind of like a dizzying array of colors is is somewhat easy to do with that style yeah I'm not a huge fan of doing a lot of commission work um but it pays the bills
1: right yeah yeah like for, I was against for me for example like coming from Wales doing the Oklahoma thing like that probably would be really cool to see in something I'll definitely save it and have you do because I'd love to have that on my yeah. wall um yeah you know, it's, it's super unique. And like I said, it tells a story.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And that's the value in that. I think, Right.
0: in, in fact, actually this coffee mug, yeah. um, you can see like that consists of like 50 different Oklahoma themed Right. stuff that I did for the, um, Oklahoma museum of, or Oklahoma hall of fame. Yeah. And the Gaylord Pickens museum. And so this has like stuff from like the Watonga whale, um, uh, stuff from Tulsa, the Blue Dome Arts District. It's got a little bit of football in there. Can you it's,
1: buy those in the museum? Yeah, yeah you okay. can buy
0: them at the museum. There's prints, there's ballet, the boathouse, um, Paseo architecture, our yeah. film row industry, the driller in Tulsa, you know, our, our plane, uh, you know, our aeronautical. Yeah. Uh,
1: Was this something industry. for everyone listening? This is on a mug that you can buy um, at, at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, but. Um, was the design that's on there, Do you just kind of draw it out like on a piece of paper, on a canvas or whatever, and then paint it? And then, they, like I said,
0: they scan it and yeah. then they put it on that. It's Quite kind an easy of a process. Fun, it, yeah, it's a, it was a fun collaborative uh, yeah. project with them. I mean, it was uh, it's a mural that's there at the museum and they're like a tinker station for the kids. So okay. It's all STEM related. So science, yeah. technology, engineering, math. Um, and uh, so with that it's a collaboration process where, uh, we sit down and we have like a brainstorm session and just like write down a whole bunch of objects and names and words and ideas, you know, emotions or whatever. And then I will kind of like grid it out on a piece of paper. Okay. I'm like, okay, I know I can fit 50 different objects into this one Mm -hmm. area. And then I just kind of start doodling.
1: Do you kind of like build them like from like left to right or do you just kind of draw them wherever and then piece them all together
0: um i would say that i probably start on the bottom okay um because it's kind of like the base so if i'm doing like for this one you know we had like buildings yeah um uh but i mean we did have like the the oklahoma farmers market um which is Mm -hmm. kind of halfway up through the piece but you know, the, the base is like that's not where I'm gonna put like my skyline. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I know that, you know, if I have like okay okay see skyline is gonna be kind of up in the top area, or if I'm gonna have space or something, you yeah. Know, it's gonna be in the top. So I start to kinda like yeah, you know, I'd kinda like just work all the way around it. Okay. But it's kind of like um always equated to like a virus, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah you you start in one area and it just kind of grows off of everything kind of grows from right. the central point yeah. okay yeah
1: yeah that's cool because especially with that video that's on the website you can kind of see that process and i know you talk right. a little bit about it too um you know just seeing like how you build and and the good thing with spray paint is, like you said, you don't have to be perfect with it to start, right? You're just drawing your template and then yeah. perfecting it when you finish.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually my biggest frustration with doing canvas work with brushes yeah. and acrylic paint is the amount of time that it takes to dry. Whereas with spray paint, I mean, it's it's not even a minute before it's dry. Yeah. And so if I need to correct something or if I don't like it, I can immediately work on that same area that I just worked on. hmm Whereas, I mean, I work with a blow dryer and, like, a heat gun Yeah. uh, when I'm doing, like, small-scale canvas work because I'm just...
1: Well, you're in the process, too, right? And you don't, you know, your mind is going, the quicker you are, the, you know, the quicker you can get, like, your thoughts on the paper is probably, you know, the better it is, right? Uh, Because it's you know, slowing down any process always messes it up for the Mm -hmm. most part, right? Like for me being a golfer, if I take forever to play golf, like I never play as good as I should when I'm just in the moment flowing, you know, the same thing with anything really. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see why the paint stuff really, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think also like that, like gravitating towards that uh, tool as a kid was really, um, you get immediate gratification. Yeah. You don't have to wait for things to dry. It doesn't take, you know, two days to paint a painting. It takes, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. And I can step back, plus the scale of it, you know, it's just like, I mean, I mean even the more and more I get into doing contemporary art or like art that's not graffiti, I feel like I need to do more graffiti art. Just to keep your creative juices going. in love with it as like time goes on. Yeah. I mean, because it's one of the only art forms where you have like a set of rules. So, with graffiti, like, and I'm I'm not talking about running around doing illegal work. Yeah. I'm talking about drawing it. Yeah. Even just drawing a letter, that's your your guidelines right there. It's it has to be an A. Yeah. Right. And so it needs to, symbolize an A. Once you figure it out, but like how how much can I tweak this A? Yeah. To where you can't even recognize it. But once you recognize it, you get it. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that to me, I mean, it's just like, it's just phenomenal Mm -hmm. that you can, that is the funnest type of art to do, in my opinion. Plus, the different ways that you can, you know, you can take a letter and build it out of clay, you know, wood. Yeah. But it's still an A. And I can take a marker, I can take a, a a chisel Mm -hmm. uh, or a Dremel tool and carve it into a bus window.
2: Yeah. It's still an A. still an A, yeah.
0: And so it's, it's just this rawness, you know, it has this, like, I don't know. It's just, to me, like, letters and graffiti art is just where it's at. I i'm obsessed with it
1: yeah do you have i'm assuming you probably have hundreds and hundreds of just books or you doodled in and notepads and stuff like that that just kind of keep you travel with keeps you going and
0: yeah this is a new one here yeah um but i have large black books um we just we did um the uh kickoff for the uh, plaza walls gallery um We had a graph roots, uh, instead of grassroots, it was graph roots, um, because our roots of plaza walls and our whole like mural culture here is Mm -hmm. rooted in graffiti. I mean, even you have Denise Duong, you know, I met Denise, uh, 20 years ago, um, when she was a little tagger running around, you know, I mean, that was just our culture. It's not like we were out there trying to.
1: No, but that's how you, that's, that, like I said, that's the the
0: culture. culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, skateboarding, punk rock, yeah. hip-hop, and graffiti, you know? Um, so, uh, I, I, oh, so you know, the show that we had at, at Graph Roots um, highlighted a lot of graffiti, and I had some of the black books out there. I mm-hmm. mean, we've got Zephyr. Zephyr's one of the world's most famous graffiti artists, you know, and he's right there in one of my books. and Yeah. Just a ton of amazing, you know, famous people that I've met along the the my travels and yeah. whatnot. Um, so yeah, just tons of. I mean, that's like I was talking about. You know, archiving, documenting, all of that is so important for that type of culture. Yeah. And then you go and you hide it.
2: You, can't, <laughs> you, know, you
0: can only show it to a certain amount of people. Right. You know? But I'm thankful, like, you know, I quit doing um, any like big illegal street work you know, years ago, Columbia, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's been well over statute of limitations. Yeah, it's, it's not good for the image I, of
1: business of your business portfolio.
2: Uh, too, yeah, right? but,
0: but again, it was like, you know, it was nothing. It was all pretty uh, benign. Yeah. You know, we always, I grew up with a strong sense of morals, um, you know, never painted over churches or houses mm-hmm. or schools or anything like that. You know, but if it was abandoned and it was a warehouse with yeah. a ton of broken windows and you could sneak in and crawl through the fence and get right. inside and paint the walls that no one cared about or in an alley yeah. or, um, uh, the creek ditches, you know, the, the creeks here in Oklahoma city. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them are still filled up, but that used to be our playground. You yeah, know? No yeah, one yeah. cared about that. I mean, we're, we're down there in the, in the grime and the muck and yeah you know and all the crap that flows through the creeks and the urban tunnels uh-huh i mean why would you care that we're painting on the walls
2: yeah
1: exactly so. i love it's made me like for some i've only just thought about this now but um the stuff that banksy does like yeah. in in all over the place uh, he did one in wales last year um on like the back of like a kind of it's a in the UK, when you have, like, in smaller mining towns or smaller, like, industrial towns, you have rows and rows of terrace houses. So you also have rows and rows of garages as well, like garages, right? So they're, like, four or five in a row. And he basically, like, tagged one of the side of the walls, right? And then, like, the entire place loses their mind. You know, he's come in at night and does it, and some guy wakes up, and he, this guy owns, you know, the garage yeah. building, and he's, like, you know, he had to put a fence around it and people come in to see it. And then eventually, like, he sold... The brick that is built you know his garage mm-hmm. is someone came in and they just basically took apart and rebuilt his garage but that yeah. piece is somewhere now in an art gallery yeah you know it's like cinder blocks right the right. banksy's just painting something on um i think that's probably like the most like well-known yeah. side of like that kind of artwork and yeah. then like you know it's not supposed to be here but this guy's just made a ton of money because someone bought half of his garage wall
2: you know
0: yeah and i mean that that is such a, an amazing phenomenon that's going yeah. on i mean it Anything that you want to preserve that could be attributed, or you could, you know, uh, do that with. So, and I love that about humans. You know, mm. we, we find something, a colorful rock, and we, yeah, I you mean, know, <laughs> we're sitting here, I've got like, you know, beach driftwood, you know, sitting up on my shelves yeah. as a piece of art, you know. And I love that about humans, how we collect things that are beautiful. And I think that, you know, people are, are kind of like up in arms about preserving Banksy stuff and, putting plexiglass over it i'm like let's do that yeah. Let's preserve it if that person wants to sell their property that banksy illegally painted unfortunately you know yeah yeah so um i i love all that yeah i think it's so cool
1: is there a place in in oklahoma city that you that you would you haven't gotten to paint or spray on yet that you would absolutely love to if you could do anywhere um
0: Wow, that's a good question. If there's you, know, you could just go out tonight, boom, there yeah. it is. No one would say anything about it. Um, I mean, any place that's high visible off the highway. <laughs> Devon Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Devon yeah. Tower, yeah, that'd be epic. Um, you know, I, I love train graffiti. Okay. Um, if I were to ever get into doing more graffiti, it would be on the trains, um, because it it rolls all over America. Yeah. It's a traveling art gallery. So if you paint it, you're, you're yeah. now in this amazing group show that travels all over America. Yeah. And, um, you know, we used to have a lot of spots that were tolerated. We knew the workers, the train workers, and mm-hmm. we knew the, the people that were working on the docks at the warehouse that were loading the cars. And, you know, we'd go ask them for permission and yeah. they would say no, but we'd be like, Hey, look, you know, we're going to be here rather, whether yeah, or not yeah. we're either going to come at night <laughs> or we're going to, you know, yeah. paint it during the day with your permission. And a lot of those spots we ended up getting permission and toleration, you know, right. it's not like they could actually give us permission, but they would tolerate us being there, you know? Yeah.
1: And as long as you don't draw, like I said, giant cock on the side right. of it, you well, know, and on the, or whatever. On the
0: trains that, you know, you don't paint over the numbers, you yeah. don't paint over the load limits and stuff like that. And, um. You know that way they don't have to repaint it because they have some certain standards, they, rules. Yeah. Yeah. So if you paint over those letters, that means then they now have to paint those letters back on, or, mm-hmm. or the and um, so if you respect all of their rules and you just apply a paint job to otherwise a benign or a, 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 yeah. a, a bland surface, you know, then um, I don't I think that that's a beautiful relationship right there. Yeah. You know, free beautiful artwork
1: (laughs) yeah exactly and it's something that you know they're not looking for them you Mm -hmm. know they get to look at something cool while they load their car not some rusted old rail car but um no i definitely think that you know that's that's definitely something that would you know would love to see more of Mm -hmm. Uh, i think you know unfortunately like i said there's still gatekeepers and and doors and hoops Mm -hmm. you have to jump through to get this work out publicly but the stuff that you have done, I think this, you know, the city definitely loves it. You know, there's proof of that with the plaza walls, you know, it's, it's clearly working.
0: Right. And people want to
1: see more of it.
0: Yeah. Our nonprofit, we just, uh, updated our numbers and we've been able to paint over 130 uh, murals throughout the state in just four years. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, we're just thrilled with Mm -hmm. all of that. That that's, uh, been able to happen and over 90 different artists that we've been able to engage um, and a large portion portion of those have been out of state yeah uh, so that's another really cool thing it's just to being being able to bring in you know uh, different ideas different talent um, and then now that we're becoming like known for this we're becoming known for our street art yeah there was an article that came out just a couple of weeks ago that said, you know, uh, I think it was like 12 uh, cities that have surprisingly amazing street art culture and street art scenes. And uh, Oklahoma City was number one wow. on that list.
2: yeah.
0: And I mean, we weren't on that list. No. <laughs> four yeah. years ago, There's five no years way. ago. yeah. So the the amount of um, accomplishments that we've been able to create over the last four years, is just really inspiring and mm-hmm. it's, it just it it makes my heart explode yeah really. i'm just super proud of and it's because of the community it's because of our artists here um and it's because of the team that we have with oklahoma mural syndicate and uh, a lot of hard work dedication and you know i mean i don't take a paycheck from any of that type of stuff mm-hmm. um so uh no one on our uh executive board gets paid we're all volunteers yeah so uh that's a uh, you know, it's it, it, it's hard to continue to do that without support of the community. Right. So the fact that our community shows up, wants it, uh, takes photos of it, tags us and all of it, you know. Yeah. Corporate support is really important. Um, yeah. Because so. it only
1: takes one person to see it and love it that works at a corporation or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, like and they're a decision maker. Right. You know, it just leads right. to that, doesn't they or they've heard someone or their wife saw something or their husband saw yeah. something that's like oh, you yeah. should see this. This is really cool. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you have a, like that giant flower that's on the wall down on Classen, Like you have mm-hmm. that somewhere going down or you have um, like the Mothman stuff that he did yeah. on the, the, was it the climbing grain yeah. things or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like, Rick's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have all yeah. this stuff that, you know, Oklahoma City is going to be very colorful in the next couple of years, isn't it? And yeah. Hopefully for longer
0: than that too. Right. And I mean, that's really what, is fun to think about is what is it going to look like in 20 years? You know, we've, we're becoming known for this. Mm -hmm. So we're creating a legacy here and you know, how's our city going to continue that legacy once I'm gone, once, you know, our, our big top artists are gone and what's the next wave of muralists look like? That's, that's what is really cool to think about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Has it been kind of something that your daughters followed on with you?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She is yeah.
1: the artistic bug as well.
0: Yeah, she does. Um, she just got accepted into the visual arts program at Klassen, uh SAS, okay. um, which I was very proud papa for. Yeah. She had to put together a portfolio and she uh, put together a portfolio of photography, video and uh, art mm-hmm. and uh, she was accepted and um, she's doing great there. Her freshman year yeah class in SAS
1: does she follow the same as you with like the spray can that the graffiti stuff or
0: more towards she, the paint side she does but I think that you know it's a weird it's such a weird culture for kids to grow up with nowadays yeah. so much is um documented and shared uh-huh. and so for me as a kid, I remember being in her same shoes. She's very nervous about doing it. Yeah. So like, even if, you know, of, of course my kid's not out there doing anything illegal without <laughs> permission, but when she has yeah. permission on a wall and I'm like, okay, here's what you do. I help her out with the cans and she does great. Yeah. She, she excels at it like at a speed that is way more quicker than I did okay. when I was a kid. Um, but For her to go out there and do it on her own, you know, at Plaza Walls, I've given her a couple of spots. And I'm like, hey, Fiona, here's the spot. Go paint it. Yeah. But she's very nervous about it, you know, because with social media nowadays, I mean, you're just in the spotlight.
1: Always. Always. Always.
0: And everyone's there to critique, and they have an opportunity to critique because the comment section yeah. and all that. Yeah, and they might not so, even be
1: an artist; they just don't like it. And people hate to hate; they love to hate on certain let, yeah. things just because it mattered something else.
0: And so I think that you know, I want to say that this culture of kids growing up are just kind of like they're making themselves afraid yeah. to, you know, like really express themselves.
1: Holding, it's holding a lot of people
0: back. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird because they have such a platform to share it because back in the day, that's all we wanted. Yeah. Was an, it was a platform to share it on. I mean, we, we, we would go to the train yard and we would write down the names of the artists that we saw. Yeah. And then we would go back to the 12-ounce profit forum. And you couldn't even post photos on the forum yet because the technology yeah. know, was like, too, it would shut down your bandwidth, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so you would read through these forums where people would just write down the names of the graffiti artists that they saw at the train yard.
2: Yeah. You know? You're
1: like, I am on the list.
0: I'm on the list. Yeah. Right. And so I wish someone could see that. And um, yeah, but nowadays I just think that it. I think there's a it's a certain amount is like this weird gray area that mm. I think kids are caught in. It's yeah. probably has a lot to do with being preteen. Right, or, growing up all the rest of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a teenager. Yeah. 14, 15 years old. But um I th- I just think that, you know, they're all a little bit too more too cautious. Cuz yeah. back then, man, we were like just wild cards like, yeah. Shit, I'm going to run around and express myself to the nth degree. Yeah. And well, partly because no one could find out if yeah, I was yeah, in it, yeah. you know. And
1: unless you're in, you know, your immediate friend group, that's right? it, really. And you're all yeah. comfortable doing it, then yeah. you, you know, that helps the culture of the friend group.
0: Yeah, like for instance, you know, you go to a skate alley or a skate ditch or something, and you start yeah. a trash can fire or you burn, throw a TV off the edge or something. Nowadays, instead of the folklore yeah. and the hearsay oh, Timmy threw a TV Yeah, off it's, on it's, it's on News 9. It's on freaking you know, the story yeah. of everyone's Instagram page. Right. And everyone knows that Timmy threw the TV off. Yeah. So maybe it's, it's like policing behavior, maybe, like, in yeah. a roundabout way, which is a good thing, but at the same time, I think it stifles a lot of... Uh, From
1: an autistic perspective, yeah, it yeah. definitely, you know, hinders... Yeah expressing
0: and i know that feeling like when i paint publicly like in an event i'm always nervous i'm an anxious nervous person but um you know like i'm afraid of what everyone's gonna say or think or do Mm -hmm. or like if i fuck up you know this is oh shit it's live yeah Yeah. (laughs) And when I do fuck up, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. everyone can see this. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, hurry, do something else, cover that up. And then, oh, God, that looks even worse. Yeah. and You know, you're just like it spiraling. It gets worse, yeah. yeah. And um, so, you know, I, I get it. I get it. But do you
1: I, – I listen, you talk about that. I think that because there is like, you know, this more like, you know, social media is kind of stopping people from being more creative – It gives even more opportunity to that person who is just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be awesome. I am gonna express myself." And the other side of like our culture, like, says, "Yeah, that's amazing." You know, everyone who's like kind of insecure that doesn't want to do it, as soon as they see someone do it, they're always like, "Oh, it's the best thing ever." You know, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be like that. It's like kind of like that breakthrough, isn't it? That yeah. You know, if someone, because back, like I said, back when you were doing it, everyone was expressing themselves, so it's even harder to stand out. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, because people are expressing themselves, but they're holding back, when someone really does, they really stand out. Yeah. So I think yeah. that could be, I'd love to see something, you know, someone like that.
0: And, you know, growing up in the graffiti culture, there's, there were certain, like, do's and don'ts, you know, like, uh, um, the ultimate satisfaction, her gratification mm. on doing something was because you were published by someone else. Yeah, someone saw it, and you do so much of it that it gets posted by other people, and so it was kind of like toy or frowned upon to send your own stuff into a magazine uh, okay. or to publish your own stuff yeah. on your own on the internet. Yeah, and so it's like, well, you're not you're out there. Self publishing. So, like, yeah. you could do 10 pieces and send them into all the big top magazines and you'd get published. And then I'm yeah. like, oh man, look at that. But you, you know, there's this other guy that's out there that did a thousand pieces. Yeah. And his stuff is getting published by other people. And so, you know, that mentality, I think, it was, is still to this day, like, I think really valuable
2: mm-hmm.
0: because. Um, just being prolific and tenacious and just throwing all caution to the wind yeah. and not being afraid of what everyone's going to say and just doing it so much to where other people have to, you know, post it. Right. Other people have to, you know, it's just, it's just everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. If I could give any, any recommendation to any artist – nowadays it's just to be everywhere you know Uh uh-huh and um i mean people say that all the time chris you're everywhere yeah you know you're
1: like thanks
0: (laughs) and as much as i like you know want to be like a cocky asshole and be like damn right yeah i mean i'm still very like i'm like yeah thanks like i'm 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 somewhat embarrassed about it yeah like i'm oh god yeah i know i know i'm everywhere you know it's like somewhat ashamed yeah um but at the same time you know, I keep getting, I'm, I mean, I'm a full-time artist. Yeah. You know.
1: There's a reason that you have, you know, you're fully booked. So you have right. things, you know, like, hey, I have a waiting list and all the rest right. of it. Yeah. Like, that's exactly. kind of like when you were starting out or when you decided to do full-time. Like, I would love right. to have this. I'd love to right. this to be a paying gig.
0: And I mean, tenacity goes a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know if, if you would say that Anthony L- I mean, Anthony Lister is a fantastic artist. Um, his stuff is very uh, spontaneous and can be kind of crude and okay. ugly. Yeah, uh, lots of mistakes and scribbles, kind of like um, Basquiat. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a lot of like, you you see just a uh, continuous flow of consciousness, you know, and thought yeah. with their work. Um. And what I love about that is that it's just everywhere. It's you know, so he does this kind of crude style but it's he does it everywhere yeah you know and it's in your face and it's everywhere and so you can you can be photorealistic and be beautiful and perfect and clean and amazing to appreciate that could be one reason but at the same time like people who are tenacious and just completely canvas your entire landscape yeah and your entire like visual landscape those people stand out as well so you don't have to be an amazing, perfect, clean artist to be an amazing artist. Yeah. But the one thing that you can capitalize, that everybody can capitalize on, is tenacity and quantity. Yeah. A lot of people are like quality over quantity. I get that. But at the same time, art you have, is not you have that, both, right? Yeah. If you can have both, yeah, that's what it's all about.
1: Okay. Yeah. And art, like I said, art is just so subjective that it literally can be. Anything, right? Right. Like throwing a paint can against the yeah. wall, you can't replicate what the splatter's going to be. That's kind of art. Yeah. Um,
0: and know. like again, going back to Anthony Lister, we were up in Denver and we saw one of his murals on the side of a building, and it's huge and long. Yeah. It's really cool. And then we walk a couple more blocks and we see one of his tags on the sidewalk, and that tag on the sidewalk brought us almost more joy you're right than that's, seeing his amazing beautiful mural yeah and then you know the fact that his canvas work sells for i don't know probably upwards of six figures a pop yeah you know and but to see like the tag on the sidewalk i'm like man that's what it's all about that yeah because yeah, I mean, that's I mean, the I mean,
2: culture
1: isn't it that's like well, that's the whole like, thing
0: you know, you, you hear about all those stories about how Picasso would sign a a napkin yeah. for his meal at a restaurant, you know, or do a little doodle. I mean, can yeah. you imagine walking around the corner and seeing a Picasso tag? That'd be so You cool. know that that exists somewhere. Yeah. There's got to be, yeah. you know. I mean, they, they talk about uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson uh, carving his initials into trees, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think that that's, like, when I turned 40... Uh yeah, so spoiler alert. I'm old, <laughs> forty two, yeah. about to be forty three. December thirtieth. When I turned forty, um, of course everyone you know, and we had a big birthday party, mm-hmm. and everyone was like speech speech. Um, I talked all about <laughs> graffiti. Yeah. Unfortunately, I I think I glossed over saying thank you to all my friends and family. But <laughs> I talked like the number one thing that I encouraged everyone to do is just to write your name somewhere. Oh yeah. Just to, because like how else is anyone going to know that you exist?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe I have this weird, you know, like, fascination with uh, death or something, like i uh, got to get it all out because life is short type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, But, like, really, I mean, that, that's the truth. Yeah. You know, so writing your name, leaving your name, leaving your legacy, as long as it's in a positive manner, you know, makes people somewhat feel good then I think that's what it's all about. You know, like, I mean, I love it. I've had several friends, you know, being like a big city, different city and take a photo of a sticker. Mm -hmm. And they're like, holy shit, dude, I'm in a bathroom in Brooklyn and you were in this bathroom too at some (laughs) point. Or like someone was at a campground and they were like, oh my gosh, I see pyramid guy carved into a picnic table. You know? Yeah. I mean, those are just, that's, so much fun. It's like, that's where like graffiti art or just like writing your name somewhere.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, It becomes like a a game that you can play with life. Yeah. You know, like with all of your friends, you know. I love seeing my friends' names. Like Wiley Robertson from Houston, Texas does these love uh, panels. So he takes like uh, two by fours and cuts them up and paints the word love on it. And he'll just drill them in to telephone poles in, you know, all over the world. I mean, he's traveled all over and, uh, you know, seeing a Wiley love, uh, board yeah. in Phoenix, Arizona is just, I mean, it makes your heart explode and I'm texting him. And like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> yeah, know? That's so much fun. Yeah. It's like a game, you know, and it's the funnest game to play.
1: Definitely, and that, I've started, like I said, with the stickers, like yeah. this Oklahoma stickers. Everywhere I go, I'm just like, I have to put someone somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, wherever it is, because and, you know, there's so many places to put them.
0: Yeah, and the sticker game is a lot of fun. I mean, it's a it's a good way. I mean, it's just all boils down to advertising, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're advertising who you are, what you are, what you believe. Yeah, and doing it in a prolific and tenacious way is the best way to get yeah, it out yeah, there. Yeah.
1: Where did the pyramid guy thing come from? the name
0: yeah so um, come a long
1: way from the peanut yeah right? from the peanut to yeah the pyramid. This is yeah quite an
0: evolution <laughs> yeah um I was okay so in graffiti uh culture you have two types of people that pretty much do graffiti you have character guys and mm-hmm. then you have letter guys so guys that do letters and then you have your friend that does the characters that are in the background or whatever okay And, um, with your name or writing a word that immediately, um, attaches some type of like belief to it. So, or whatever meaning to it. So let's say it's like the word love, you know, conjures up thoughts of love. Right. Um, but with like your name, like my, uh, tag name is rack or H a K. And um, I've been writing that for over twenty years, and like I said, I haven't done anything illegal yeah. with it in a long time, so we're okay. Um, but I still put up stickers everywhere, and any any bathroom that you allow tagging in, I'll tag my name yeah. as well. But um, so, but with a word, it it already has a meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with an image or a character, or you know, if it's just a face, I mean, that face can have so many meanings, yeah. right? And so I got kind of like frustrated with just doing um, my name. And I wanted something that was a little bit more playful or friendly and would make people kind of laugh and giggle and whatnot. So uh, I just started doodling this like I'm obsessed with pyramids. Okay. I love like that whole culture like space and yeah, aliens yeah. and ancient culture and where we came from and, the, you know, how we got here and whatnot
1: illuminati and and all that stuff
0: well yeah yeah yeah
1: that's more of a triangle i guess right
0: yeah Yeah. i mean the illuminati is like i don't you know whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. but uh the pyramids are real right yeah and you can see them you can touch them and we have no idea how they were built and we have no idea why they were built and all these things so it has like this mystery mystery behind it which i think is just summarizes the mystery of life completely you know and so um I was doodling pyramids a lot. And then I was like, oh, what if I just gave it a little face? And then I was like, oh, that's cute. What if I gave it some legs and some arms? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I just kept adding these, like, little goofy elements to it. And so uh, I was just doodling that. And then I started spray painting it out in Portland. I would, you know, instead of doing a tag, I would do this character. And then people were like, oh, my God, I love that little dancing pyramid guy. Yeah. And so there we go. Yeah. So there we go. People started calling me the Pyramid Guy. Yeah. And that's that's something that, that I uh, kind of latched onto. And then when Instagram started up, I was looking for an alias that wasn't like Chris Keneally yeah. or, you know, my graffiti name. So I was like, oh, I'll just do Pyramid Guy. And so we started that. And then um, I did like a, a, a comic book. Um, a little tiny I called it a pocket comic Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is basically a small comic book that you can fit in your pocket and um, that sold out Uh, I did like a hundred series of a hundred of those and um, that sold out I I need to reprint it but ever since then I've been pyramid guy and now I have stickers and stuff Um, I just uh, got a whole bunch of like brand new batch of 500 yeah yeah
1: I love how cheap stickers are. Yeah. Like uh, but what they do that's so cheap.
0: Yeah, I, right. Like, what I was, mean, for instance, I just went to Denver and I put up uh, these stickers all over. And um, it wasn't like four or five days later and I'm already featured on Denver's sticker Instagram. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's a great, it's a safe way to tag places yeah. it, with a sticker because right. it's easy to get off. if someone wants to take it off, but right. um, it's kind of acceptable,
0: right? Yeah, and when, I mean, some of my favorite uh, alleyways, like the crush walls. If you visit crush walls up in Denver, you know, it's like amazing mural after amazing mural. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the spot that is the size of a mural. But it's completely crushed with stickers. And that's where everybody's putting their stickers. Yeah. And it's this like, you know, like dizzying array of information. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. You know, the that you can sit there for hours and read each sticker, you know? Yeah.
1: And then look on the map and be like, where are you from? And you look yeah literally across the world.
0: <laughs> right. Right. And then you get back to the essence of why people are doing that is say, I was here at one point and I exist. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like this basic human need. I mean, and then you can boil that all the way down to cave paintings. Yeah. And the original, you know, hand on a wall Mm -hmm. was basically someone saying, I exist and I'm going to prove it. Yeah. And document it.
1: Oh, it's so cool though, isn't it? It's so powerful. Like when you dive into it, it's just no one really thinks about it this way but when you do talk about it you know for at length and you do think about it it's like i mean it's from the beginning of time like this has always been
0: going on right right you know i wrote a paper in college um for a creative writing class and uh, it had to be over uh media so like a form of media yeah and um I was like, "Well, I'm going to talk about the first form of media, which was graffiti,"
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it blew my uh, professor's mind a little. She yeah. was like, "That's not a, that's not a <laughs> news medium." Yeah, it was a journalism class. Yeah, and um, she's like, "Well, that's not a, a media outlet," and I was like, "Yeah, it is." Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then I was like, "Well, let me tell you why it is." So I wrote a paper about how cavemen graffiti is mm-hmm. essentially our first form of media yeah um it was the first form of communication like outside of verbal yeah right? so um i wrote this whole paper about it and i think she she was i got an a <laughs> she was pleasantly surprised yeah. she's like i never even thought about that yeah so
1: yeah that's the great thing about art isn't it it just makes you think so differently it makes you see things much differently yeah and everyone's perception of something is different yeah. in some way yeah um, yeah it's it's powerful it really
0: is it really is yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't want to take any more of your time I know you're busy uh, and I think we've covered a lot of things during this I <laughs> yeah. appreciate your time appreciate your stories
0: thank um, you for letting me ramble <laughs> no it's uh, I, yeah,
1: this is good I love it uh, yeah. outside of our minor technical glitch um, how can people follow you obviously like I said you're at pyramidguy on Instagram yeah uh, and then the website's chris with a k right
0: yeah chris com, and it's yeah. k-r-i-s-k-a-n-a-l-y.com
1: okay and then yeah. for you know work that if it's a one-off piece what's your timeline like at the moment
0: uh booked up probably won't be taking any new orders until after christmas okay um january february um uh, and then um you know as far as murals and stuff go, does get booked up pretty quick yeah. uh, for the following year. Um but uh just hit me up on I mean I I answer try to answer everything, you know, from a Facebook message to an Instagram DM mm-hmm. or whatever. So I really don't have a preferred way of getting a hold of me. If you wanna get a hold of me I'm pretty yeah. easy. So and I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, strangers always tag me and stuff, and I'll start up conversations with them. So. Do
1: people hit you up a lot for advice?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say so. Especially with Plaza Walls. I mean, being the president of, uh, you know, one of the only dedicated nonprofits to mural art. I yeah. Mean, every, you know, I, I talk to a lot of up and coming muralists that want to get started, and and hopefully give them some guidance and some mentorship and stuff. Yeah yeah and if you're trying to get a hold of us yeah and you're wanting us to look at your work a good idea is to send us your work okay at at the initial first greeting we get a lot of messages that say hey i want to be involved in plaza walls how do i get involved i'm an artist and i'm like well first send me the link to your portfolio (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah hey this is what i do right so we get a lot of it's so surprising i'm like send me your work like you, print that's it great. out you're an artist in, yeah. but i gotta see it you know yeah. i gotta see what you're doing and, and if it fits well then yeah let's put you in
1: awesome yeah great well again thanks mate for your time yeah. um you know it's i can't wait to hear the reviews from this one and i can't wait to hear um you know from us people who have reached out and hopefully we've inspired somebody young like your daughter or even younger to to get into art and start expressing themselves so
0: yeah
1: awesome thanks cool. for listening guys
2: and we'll catch you next episode cheers
0: stories for more great oklahoma content follow this is oklahoma on facebook and instagram